Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is The Four Invitations of Grief. So I'm really excited to share something with you guys, and I really want to emphasize once again, just like I did in the episode last week, that our entire intention this year, the core intention, I know we have many of them, needs to be on really forming your own reality. There are many, many outside forces that are vying at this time for you to believe what they want you to believe, for you to see life through a certain lens. And a lot of those lenses aren't great, right? They don't feel good. They don't feel super high vibe. So you as a sovereign being need to feel into what feels good, right? And what doesn't and listen to that. It's so, so important as we move through 2021, there's lots evolving underneath the surface. I think you can probably feel the rumblings. There's a lot of discord, which is not a bad thing in a sense that, you know, like I've always said, for new realities to be created, old realities have to break up and that breaking up that's happening right underneath the seat, underneath the surface a lot is, um, is part of a great change that's unfolding. But what's really important about this great change is that we all, we all raise our frequency and we all hold the highest frequency possible at this time, which means doing that inner work and really looking within to raise your own personal vibration. You are that powerful. You send an energy out into the world. And so it's time that each one of us step into our power. And one of the things that I put together for you guys to just kind of see where you are in living in your soul's highest alignment. And what that is, is living your highest timeline of what you came to live in this lifetime. So there are many different trajectories in our life that we can choose. And this is about choosing the one that is the highest high vibe timeline that you can live upon. So if you want to grab this, I created something for you to kind of see where your alignment is at and some tools around how to continue to raise your frequency. You can go to thesoulfrequency.com forward slash soul and you can download the PDF and you're going to determine if you are ready to redefine your reality and what does it mean to actually live at your soul's highest alignment. Um, you'll also discover in there your current alignment and know how to change negative patterns, right? Which help us raise our frequency. So I'm excited for you to dive into that as we all together, and I'm really going to be focusing a lot this year uh, during the podcast on how do we become the most empowered, sovereign being, free thinking, free living, defining our own reality, being able to jump from reality to reality, the ones that feel good, and really amplify what's possible in this human form. And so today I'm excited to talk about grief, which 
is doesn't really seem like a topic you'd be excited about, except for what's exciting about it is that we all experience this and we need to know how to move through it. And grief comes in many different forms. And what's exciting for me about all the emotions that are difficult, sadness, loss, grief, um, jealousy, shame, like I actually get a sense of when those come up in client sessions or they come up in my own life, I actually get a sense of excitement about them because I say to myself, it's coming up to release. It's coming up. Like when something comes up for us that is a really deeply held feeling and emotion and it's tough and it's difficult and it finally comes to the surface, it's the biggest invitation for healing. It's the biggest invitation for raising our frequency, for moving forward in our life. And so this is a powerful and important conversation about grief. Jasmine Jenkins is on the show today. She has a unique path of service as an integrative grief guide. She was ushered into existence through two decades devoted to personal healing and transformation following the loss of her mother and brother. This journey of transforming her grief coupled with a deep desire to help others gave Jasmine resounding clarity that her calling was to serve others in healing their grief. Society primarily associates grief with the loss that comes from death. Jasmine teaches that at its most fundamental level, grief can also arise anytime we experience unmet expectations or have to face life transitions, such as work, relationship, and location changes. Even positive life transitions can cause feelings of grief. That is so true. Jasmine is also a certified yoga works yoga teacher, a certified meditation teacher, and is currently studying ceremonial shamanic work. So with no further ado, let's welcome Jasmine Jenkins to the show. Jasmine, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you, Shauna, for having me. Happy to be here with you. I think this is a really important time to be having this conversation about grief. And I'm really happy to have you share a bit about your journey. I know this year, um, 2020 has been, you know, a lot for a lot of people. And I think it's important that we talk about this concept around grief. So if you could share with us just a little bit about what had you show up to do this work in the world? Uh, you know, they say that a, a calling is, chooses you, right? It's not something that, that you choose. And it was really Shauna through moving through uh, the layers of my grief. Um, firstly, um, I lost my mom when I was 15 to cancer. And then my brother 10 years later, um, when I was 25, he um, ended his, his own life. He committed suicide. And um, it was really through... Um, getting on a deep healing journey around that grief that I ultimately arrived at the place where I had this resounding clarity that because my grief was no longer a burden for me, that it was in, in turn my calling to serve and support others in healing their grief. So I, I really believe that we, you know, we don't heal. The point of healing is not just to heal ourselves. It is um, if it's not to support healing others in a, in a direct way um, in the path, in, along the lines of the path that I've chosen, it's just to be able to show up and support for family, friends, and community 
And that is the true invitation with healing. Yeah. And, and I'm, when you were going through these experiences, like, I'm so sorry. It's so, um, it's just so difficult. And when you, when your brother passed, like, did that bring up just everything from your mother passing and the things that had happened earlier on? What was it like kind of confronting that period? Cause that's a, that's a big period. And, you know, your twenties is a big period in your life, right. As, as a new adult, how was that converging for you? Yeah, such a great question. Um, you know, my brother's death really woke me up to feeling. Um, I think my mom's death, um, I was in, you know, trauma freezes us. And as anyone who has experienced um, loving a loved one with cancer or losing a loved one to cancer, there is that trauma often um, with that grief and absolutely was frozen in that for, for quite a long time, a decade. <laughs> Um, and taking care of, to the extent that I could at 15 and older, my dad and my brother, um, and my brother's death was kind of just this watershed, completely unexpected, um, thing that happened. And it became clear that, you know, the years that I, it's not even, it's not even as though I was intentionally running for my feeling, but I was, (laughs) Um, so it was just, it was like the path is here for healing and you need to show up for it. And so that, um, that was my brother's death was this uh, invitation to awaken and to really, it, it wasn't like, I'm going to choose to start thawing out my feelings. It just happened because to your question, um, his passing shook up the, the grief that I had not yet, um, really met with any sort of graciousness or compassion, um, around my, my mother's stuff. And from your perspective, like, what do you think, like, is our typical response, like a very standard response to grief? I mean, a lot of people are not even comfortable talking about it, let alone, you know, being able to move through it. So as a society, how are we showing up to grief? Um, well, I would say there's a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, from a spiritual perspective, things come forward so that they can be healed. And as you mentioned previously, obviously this year, 2020, with COVID and, and many other things has been a year of bringing grief to the forefront. Um, but there's um, there's a lot of softening to, to do around the way that we approach the conversation. You know, the word grief is, the etymology of grief traces back to um, quite literally to, to burden. Um, but so often grief is put into the category of, you know, uh, taxes and uh, periods and other taboo topics when really, um, when we can approach the the multi-layered complex emotional experience that grief is with kindness and curiosity, we get to be more open to everyday, the everyday beauty of being alive. But it ultimately, Shauna, it brings up the conversation of grief brings up the fear that most people have of either dying themselves or losing their loved ones. Um, so that's unfortunately part of the aversion, but any aversion can be an invitation to awakening. And that is my hope is that part of what this year will do 
for us as we move beyond it into 2021 and and the future is that we'll be able to continue to look back and see oh yeah that that's where I began to soften into um, presence with grief and if you know some compassion instead of putting grief into um, that like dungeon of our minds which I think is unfortunately a lot of what happens in our society yeah and you talk about you have a framework called the four invitations of grief what are those yeah so the four invitations is a spiritual download that I received um I asked the divine for a sacred, um, simple framework through which to support my clients and the communities um, that I am blessed to support. And, you know, my core teaching is that our grief is an invitation to growth and transformation. And the four invitations is the framework um, that supports that teaching and really supports um people who are navigating the spectrum of grief ultimately and coming back into presence with their hearts. Um, So the first invitation is the invitation to pause, um, understanding that so often when we're in the midst of grief, we're kind of all over the place and we're not really fully with ourselves. So invitation to pause, remembering that pause is an action step and it's the beginning of returning to our hearts and to um, what needs to be healed Um, because grief brings things up so that we can heal them and the second invitation is the invitation to breathe Um, we all know how amazing breath work is and our breath is not just our anchor in the inevitable tumultuous emotions of grief but it is also Um, a technology that we can use to leverage, um, you know, leverage the, the painful emotions that are often associated with grief um, to our, um, to our healing, leverage those emotions with our breath to our healing. And then the third and fourth invitations are the invitation to feel, which is, so often where there's the most profound resistance and the healing of grief it's i don't know i mean i've i i lost you know this person 20 years ago and i just i don't know if i can if i can feel that it's it more often than not comes back to feeling and if the fear of feeling which is um obviously we can't heal unless we we move into the feeling so the invitation to really remember, Shauna, that feelings are just information about the state of our hearts. And when we can pause and breathe through them, um, we can integrate with them instead of be in that place of disconnection, which is obviously what causes disease and other things. Um, And then the fourth invitation is the invitation to, in remembering that all of our grief is as unique as our fingerprint, um, to honor, the healing journey that is uniquely yours. So everyone is going to have a completely unique healing journey. Um, It may involve EMDR, it may involve plant medicine, it may involve breath work, um, being true to yourself um, and to the invitation that every day presents to find um, healing opportunities that are supportive for you and your heart and your story. Beautiful. What you said, 
I think it was under the first invitation that it brings things up. What do you mean by that? Well, um, if, if we're talking about, you know, there's a spectrum of grief. So, and I, I say this to contextualize that often when in our society, as we've been speaking to, when grief comes up, we kind of do the thing where we are like, uh, I haven't lost anyone. So I haven't, we invalidate ourselves if we haven't lost anyone physically to death. So grief is often misassociated solely with death. But with, when we look at the spectrum of grief, you know, the roots of grief take place anytime we have an unmet expectation. Um, anytime we have a transition, this is a year that has been filled with myriad transitions and unmet expectations. Um, so really understanding that grief will bring up the anger. It will bring up the sorrow. And, you know, we, we have a choice in that to stuff it down or to put it on the altar and in feeling it, let it be altered like Marianne Williamson teaches us. So um, it brings up first and foremost, obviously grief brings up our, um, the reality that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Um, but this is a temporary um, experience that we're having here in these physical shells. Um, so that's, that's what I mean, um, really, Shauna, is that grief brings things, the things specifically of emotions up um, that um, can be leveraged for awakening. Um, or we can repress them and we know what happens when, when we do that. So, yeah. And so, so is there a difference in, cause you've experienced this, like, um, is there a difference in the grief that we experience? Like maybe let's say when we lose our job or we, you know what I mean? Break up a marriage or something like that. Um, versus losing a loved one to death or losing somebody suddenly, like the shock of sudden loss? Yes, there are certainly um, differences, but one of the things that I teach and that I really endeavor to invite my clients and community into remembering is that in the same way that comparison is the thief of joy, comparing our grief is the thief of presence with healing our grief. So when I hold space in circle, for example, I've had people that are, you know, mourning the sudden loss of a parent, mourning a, a pet loss from four or five years ago, and also mourning job loss. And everybody comes together and in sharing their stories with compassionate listening um, and kindness, everyone has medicine for each other. So yes, on paper, those are all different experiences, but um, you know, to somebody who doesn't have children, um, losing their pet is, is very much like losing a child, um, you know, in same, you know, very similar to all of the, the enormity of grief around job loss this year and not knowing if you're, you know, going to be able to feed your family, not just, are we going to go on a vacation this year, but are we going to, do we have a budget for feeding the, our children? So yes, um, differences, but I really um, can compare and despair ultimately, right? And 
um, the, the real invitation is to stay present with um, our unique grief and to honor the magnitude of it and the feeling so that we can integrate um, with healing. Yeah, beautifully said. And in your personal experience, like in moving through, you know, grief in your life, like, what do you look back on those experiences and say to yourself, like, obviously, the grief that we experience in our life is largely contributes to who we are, right? Like how we show up to that and the things we go through. I mean, there's such a big part of our history and our story and our life. Like, how do you as you look back and support other people in grief, look at your own? Um, well, I think what you said is, is so true. And I have this actually, this funny um, pamphlet on my desk. Uh, it's a very, uh, I don't even know who made it, but it's, it's something I just put on my desk to have, you know, maintain a sense of humor in, in the midst of just life. And it, it says unresolved grief is everywhere. <laughs> And it's, uh, it was like this very serious pamphlet and like steps to take to resolve your grief. And uh, I don't even know where I found it, but it's, you know, at the first, when I first picked it up, I was like, that's, that's, um, who's really going to, how is that going to help anyone? But the reality is that unresolved grief is everywhere. And to, um, you know, I think the heart of most, most issues is unresolved grief. Um, honestly, um, but with respect to your question about my grief, you know, my grief was unresolved as a teenager. I didn't um, have the wherewithal to, to even know what it would be like to befriend my grief. Um, I was very much connected to doing and achieving and just making sure that, um, you know, my, my dad and my brother were okay to the extent that I could at um, 15, 16 and older. Um, so it, my, in looking back, it's really, I'm able to see in others when they're in that place of avoiding and prolonging their grief. Um, because I did that um, as many teenagers do when they go through a significant and traumatic loss, because um, they just don't, you don't really have the resources. It's not, you're often an anomaly um, I didn't have any friends who had sick parents. Um, so my part of my spiritual gift is seeing, and I can see that now in others because I was able to bring love and compassion to that um, in returning to that part of my story and healing that part of my story um, so that I could be integrated with my 15-year-old self. That's so beautiful. What are the ways that we resist grief like when you see somebody um who's not moving through like their emotions around it or who is just kind of maybe even just putting a wall around themselves like what are the like things that we could self-identify and say well yeah I'm doing that you know I'm clearly not moving through the grief that I'm in right now and these are the behaviors I'm taking on such a great question um two things come to mind immediately. Firstly, it's talking, excessive talking about, especially if we're, if we're dealing with um, grief associated with death, it's talking about the death instead of talking about what does this feel like? How does this feel in my body? And how can I take care of myself through this? Especially 
um, you know, there can be this kind of, um, this experience in families where you talk about the death and you're kind of all weighing in on what happened. And, but if you step back, that's not really um, helping anyone. It's all very mind and the healing happens in the heart. Um, So it's taking that courageous hearted step and saying, okay, whether it's internally to yourself or practicing that courageous vulnerability with your family and saying, well, what does it feel like for you that grandma's in the hospital? Um, so just noticing if you are experiencing grief in a, in a big way right now, which certainly we all have the everyday grief of living through a pandemic. Um, notice how in relating to that grief that you're navigating, um, the frequency of your talking about it, and if you're connected to your feelings as you talk about, um, as you talk about, the grief. Um, and the second thing is the n- n- invitation to notice if you're avoiding stillness. Um, if you're avoiding quiet, um, there's a tendency to busy ourselves and to do, and we have enough of that in our society. Um, and grief is not a thing that can be rushed. It is a process of becoming, returning into presence. The greatest teaching of grief is ultimately presence with impermanence. Um, So we receive that um, teaching for ourselves when we can learn to be still and to tune into the pause, the breath, and to what we're feeling. Um, Because it it makes sense, right? When we're going through grief, we want to, you know, run on run however many um, miles on our treadmill, um, be on our Peloton, meditate, but not really meditate, just meditate to check it off on your app. Um, But presence and stillness have such medicine for grief. So um, I would really say notice how you're relating to stillness in the midst of the grief that you're navigating right now. And that will give you a lot of information um, about how to better take care of yourself. Mm, that's so important. And it's true about all healing, like that when you intellectualize, right? Try to think your way through the transformation process on on any in any way, on any plane, like it's not gonna ever really, it's the feeling center, it's the emotions, right? That that truly shifts our frequency, that truly has us move to a different like reality even, right? Move to a different place of healing. And so I've actually been present to that, what you're saying, this like, almost like a, um, like if you sense energy, it's almost like an energetic spin in the mind, like in the head, it's just like thinking, 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 you know, speaking, thinking, thinking, and it's all, and there's like no energy in the body, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I notice this in my clients and it's, you notice it and then you build towards the place of, are you open to feedback around this? Because <laughs> it's a delicate thing. It's a delicate thing. Grief is a very intimate, vulnerable process and, you know, it requires that same tenderness um, to, to be in that place of active healing. Yeah, absolutely. And the safety that you create is so beautiful for people. Cause I think people generally feel more safe, like 
intellectualizing, right, or in their mind, um, rather than in their emotions or their body. And so having somebody like yourself be able to create that safe space where it's like, it's okay, you know, to go there or, or sitting in circle, like you said, is really, I think, truly important to how we look at grief. And I, I love that you talk about it in so many different ways, because we all go through grief, right? Whether we've lost a loved one or whether we've lost a job or, you know, just anything. And I think sometimes we can try to, again, intellectualize that, oh, well, this isn't that big of a deal or, oh, I can get through it. You know, all these ways that we kind of roll over the top of it when really it's an experience that is a felt experience and that we need to, you know, explore through, like you said, the pause. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. It's um, that every, we have, um, we all have grief. It is part of being a human being is a human grieving. And when we can own that, we can lighten some of it. And it's not like, ho-hum, I'm a, you know, I'm a human grieving. It's like, oh yeah, I'm a human grieving and I'm navigating it and I'm staying connected to my breath and my feelings. And, you know, today feels particularly intense. And this is how I'd love for you to hold space for me in the midst of this. Um, Because when we can normalize um, the experience of grief, then it becomes, we're lightening the burden of it. And we're, that is how, like you've spoken to, that's how we shift the, um, the intensity of the frequency that is so often associated with this word, um, which is really just an invitation for us to honor life um, by honoring our grief. Mm, Beautifully said. So for people that are feeling called to this or people that are going, yes, this is me right now, where can they find out more information about you? So all of my business um, happens underneath my um, fall up, which is my community brand. Um, so it's just wefallup.com. And that's where I offer my one-on-one guidance as well as um, fall up circles. Um, so I believe that the falling apart is what leads to falling up when we can be safe and seen in community, which is what I offer individually and then in, in community spaces as well. Ah, oh, so beautiful. I love the name. It's so great. Um, and we want to ask you our four questions that we ask all of our guests too. I can't wait to hear your answers. And the first question is about truth. Um, I believe that truth is a big catalyst in our life. When we come across something that feels like deep truth, that it can change the trajectory of our life. It can change possibility for us. So what is a big truth you've come across on your journey? It's, you know, truly is, um, my grief is, an invitation to growth and to transformation every day, because it, there is that perpetual invitation to continue integrating with our grief. And um, we do that, we get to do that. And we remember that our grief is an invitation to growth. So beautiful. And what did you need to release to really step into that? fear, complete uh, fear of feeling and fear of um, this story that I would get trapped into the the deep end of my emotions and the um, going with the water metaphor, the current of of repressed emotions would somehow swallow me whole. Um, So it it was really fear as it often is. Yeah. I mean, that's a very real feeling. Like we feel like if we're gonna actually start to feel that, that it will be swallowed up by it, right? That there'll be so much there that will be taken under. And what would you say to somebody that might be feeling like that? You, uh, 
um, there's nothing that you can't breathe through. Um, and that this is where, you know, the invitation, the four invitations are that sacred framework to support you. Um, you know, there's nothing that you can't breathe through remembering that your breath is a technology um, to empower you through whatever emotions arise for you in your unique grief journey. Mm, so beautiful. And after you released the fear, what was the new experience that was presented to you? And I mean, honestly, Shauna, I feel it every day. And it's just the electric kind of preciousness of life that like, none of us know how long we're here for. And so I want to notice the light on the leaf. I want to notice the bird sitting on the corner. I want to notice the way that the lavender tastes in my matcha. When I add lavender to my matcha, it's noticing the sacred details of life and letting those sacred details be um, and electricity for aliveness. Mm, I love that. And what for you is alignment? So what do you return to, whether it's practices or processes or rituals or things you do, people you're around that, that keep you resonating at a high frequency and that make you feel like mm, I'm in sacred alignment? I love this question. Um, prayer is a big one for me. Um, if nothing else, saying, remembering to say thank you in my spirit, um, when my eyes open, um, thank you for clean water. Thank you for nourishing foods, um, for the gift to be of service to others in their grief journey. Um, prayer of gratitude continually. And, um, you know, I think just the, the simple sacred rituals. Um, my friend Ksenia makes these beautiful heart bowls. Um, they're just literally a red heart. And as often as I can throughout the week, I, I try to make my oatmeal in the heart bowl because I don't think that there is a better way to start the day than to start from the heart and to start with love. Um, and the heart bowls are such a, um, a consistent place of nourishment. And that is ultimately what keeps me in alignment is remembering to stay connected to and present with my heart. Oh, I love that. So beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your work. I think it's really, really important. I know through and through to have a safe place to go to feel grief and you are providing that for people. And it's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much, Shauna. It was such a a pleasure um, and to and a privilege to chat with you and thank you. Um, I, I honor you and your courageous heart because it takes courage to um, to go into the, the conversation of grief because we all have it. Um, so shining a light on it is um, a courageous thing and I, I appreciate having co-created in this conversation with you. Oh, thank you. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Mm -hmm.